Hi, everyone. Before we start the show, I want to say two things which are on top of the other announcements in this announcement-heavy episode. First, last episode, I incorrectly said that Conkers is played with hazelnuts instead of horse chestnuts. I got my H-nuts confused, and for this, I apologize. Second, due to some limitations with our previous feed, we've now moved to a new website, SpaceSpinner2000.com! That's where new episodes are going to be posted going forward. Uh, the feed, if you subscribe to the show through iTunes or other services, should be updated, so it shouldn't affect your life too much. Uh, the Cradleline site should be up for a while, but you'll definitely want to adjust your bookmarks accordingly if you go there. To, again, our new website, SpaceSpinner2000.com. And now, the 1982 Spinnies! Earthlets. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 91st episode of Space Spinner 2000, a oh, podcast. Horrible. So many podcasts where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. Uh, last episode, we reached the end of 1982 in our prog timeline. So The penultimate. Well, no, I feel like we got like... <laughs> 35, 36 more years to go. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> but um, it is the, a good time to do a retrospective on the year in Prague's. Uh, so, um, and to facilitate that conversation, it's time to give out awards for our categories in the 1982 Spinnies. Oh, cue the music, Johnny. Oh, it's amazing. There's so many people here. It's, it's great. Conrad, I'm here on the ground, and really, people are just celebrating. They're excited to see who's getting a golden frisbee or world disc or whatever the hell they call it over on the islands. Back to you, Conrad. Like to imagine all of the uh, all of the art, all of the uh, 2080 droids walking down the red carpet and their golden tuxedos yeah. and so forth. But yeah. Um, oh, oh man, golden robots wearing golden tuxedos, <laughs> giving out golden awards to men made of gold. Whoa, it's just so much. Um, but yeah, we, we got a dreams. <laughs> we got a bunch of categories. As always, we're defining those categories as loosely as possible, so you can give an award <laughs> for a page, compete this for a whole year of output, whatever. So, with that said, let's get to the awards. Yay! Yeah! Award one, best art. <laughs> yeah. All right, Fox, what oh, God. do you have for your best art of 1982? So, uh, I've only got, like, a few runners-up this year for each category. Mm -hmm. um, so, I will say, like, my, my runner-up for best art because I love him so much. He's an Italian stallion. Is Massimo Bellardinelli for that wonderful uh, ace trucking. All right. Uh, I mean, there's no specific thing. I like it just when Massimo Bellardinelli makes anything that's alien. I mm. mean, just in, like, if I call out anything, it's just going to be Ace Garb's great uh, scarf. I want yeah. Or, or if I could have uh, GBH's hair that specifically, like those are things that I would immediately adopt onto my person. <laughs> but um, like, it, it's always just such a treat to, because uh, again, comics are, are a visual reading medium, mm -hmm. um, which I think like when you have people like Massimo Bellardinelli or Carlos Escara or, you know, just so many different people trying their hand at it. So a lot of people who go like very realistic or, or incredibly stylistic or whatever. I mean, a mm -hmm. lot of comic books to me now look generally the same, um, mm. aside from a couple of like really key artists. Um, but fuck man. I mean, this guy just makes such like whimsical worlds that are uh, like, and I still to this day believe acid induced nightmares of an Italian man. Um, it's just great. It's beautiful. Uh, Ace Trucking's hilarious, but it's made hilarious because of how he makes these characters act and work, and, and it's great. All right. Um, but my obvious 
first prize slot, and I mean, this is going to be a theme for me. It's Carlos Escara. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a clear and <laughs> obvious victory for a man who has, uh, like, visually in this regard, like, made such a not just a commitment to the Dread story that like really captivated me about Dread, mm-hmm. um, but it's carried on in such a way from the very start to the very end. I mean, like we get, I, I believe uh, a half year yep. of, of the entirety uh, of this bad boy. And that's, that's a lot of drawing I'd imagine, but yeah, 26 like, uh, issues. Yeah. For the whole, yeah, for the whole apocalypse war, but it's fucking beautiful. And like, I love Ascara since I've seen him in strontium dog. Um, and arguably, I guess like the initial, versions of dread right but Mm -hmm. like uh, it's just his style is so him Mm -hmm. again like this this best art like it's for those people who really have their own style and it's punctuated by their style Hmm. you know so yeah it was fucking beautiful eat your heart out kevin o'neill you were the winner last year you were the winner (laughs) last year where are you at man i'd love Uh. to give you more crowns (laughs) so how about you conrad like where do you put your best art at oh man so as so as as usual i have i have two runners up and a winner uh Mm -hmm. my uh second runner up is uh jesus redondo for his work on nemesis at the start of 82 yeah Um, it's real good I, I, you know, I always love Nemesis. I think it's really interesting to see, you know, it, up till this point, it's been so defined by Kev O'Neill that I think Redondo coming in and telling this story of uh, giant spiders, like taking care of uh, naked humans, <laughs> like, big sword fights and like crazy, oh, crazy battle text. scenes. Yeah. Like doing little things like, yeah, like the... Uh, like, I don't, I don't know if that was him or the letterer, honestly, but somebody like making the bubbles, the, the, the word bubbles, like have spider webs coming off of them or, or be made of spider webs and stuff. That's really cool stuff. Um, and yeah, just in general, I really liked his work on, on, on Nemesis. And I think honestly, sometimes he actually gets kind of disparaged or sort of tossed away because it's not Kev O'Neill. And I think it's good to highlight. Yeah. His work. And I liked it. Yeah. Um, well, he's not so, trying to copy it, right? Like he's got his own flair. I feel like he's trying to make it his own to to at least some some extent for sure. Um, mm. Then for my set for for my first runner up, uh, I have to agree with you. I say Massimo Bellardinelli for Ace Trucking, buddy. Um, Fuck yeah, ten ten. You know Bellardinelli's so great at drawing. Um, like non-humans, I guess. Like, um, like whether it's, it's, <laughs> exactly it, that whether it, it's aliens and Ace Garp or it's a uh, meltdown or it's like, you know, all the UGs and meltdown man mm-hmm. say, um, all of his stuff is just so amazing and imaginative. All the little things in Ace Trucking, like, uh, having GBH's, uh, spacesuit have a giant hourglass shaped <laughs> dome to allow his hair to go in space, you know? Um, Amen. The way that, like, uh, that, like, like the way, like, Feek, like, jumps around and, like, is always, like, eating things with his big tongue and things like that. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that one storyline where everybody's just these giant, uh, uh, Pac-Man monsters. Oh, that was weird. It's 100%. Yeah, but it's, the characters are, like, 100% cameos of, like, people, of Bellardinelli, uh, people in Bellardinelli's life and, like, people on the creative staff and stuff like that. Mm. Like, I love that. That's so great. And it just really, like, you know, the way he draws the spaceships and all the monsters and blah, blah, blah. All that stuff's really amazing and really just creates a really great um, storyline, I'd say. Or, you know, sets it up. Yeah. It gives you a sense that the man's pretty whimsical. Yeah, I agree. And then, um, for my winner, man... <laughs> I got I got a double I, I got a double winner for basically ninety percent of a uh, Judge Dread in eighty two of both Carlos Escara and uh, Ron Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, yes, yeah, so much of Escara, especially the the first half of the year with the Apocalypse War, then uh, uh, other stories like a uh, Destiny's Angels and uh, the Executioner. These are fantastic. Like, the art for these stories are really fantastic. Um, I really like to scare his work in Destiny's Angels of, of taking some characters that, um, have been sort of created by, uh, by Mick McMahon and then sort of making them his own almost. Um, 
Or just we talked about when we were covering the executioner of how the art sort of flows from one thing to another and does a really great like way of, of, of telling visuals and also to sort of depicting the action of that story, you know? Mm, and then absolutely. just and then just the scale of the apocalypse war of this giant citywide battle full of tanks and robots. Um you know, flying all over the place, all these new characters and stuff. And also, actually, I guess, the scare taking characters that have been developed by other people like um, Judge Judge Hershey and um, Judge Anderson and things like that. Um, and, and, and adding them into his style, too. All that stuff was just really, really amazing. Really a lot of fun and just fantastic work by Ascara on, on, on Dread. Like, benchmark stuff, really. Like, just sort of the standard by which everything else should be looked at, I think. But then, yeah. I also liked, um, like, liked Ron Smith's stuff. Um, especially stuff like the League of Fatties. Like, that's my fate, one of my favorite <laughs> Judge Dredd stories. Hell yeah. Um, and like his stuff with Otto Sump and the, uh, the gang of criminals planning perfect crimes and things like that. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. I just love, like, Ron Smith just does this style that can become, that has so much going on in the background and could be so, have so many, like, extra things going on. Features all these characters that are so, like, like, beautifully ugly almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's it, detail in it. Yeah. Like, it really stands out for me in something that, like, um, mm. I feel like, you know, Ascaris certainly does the lion's share of 82, right? I mean, the first half, and he has a bunch of long stories in 82 mm-hmm. as well. But I'd feel remiss if I had mentioned Smith as well. That's what I'm just trying to say. But, yeah. That's great, man. I feel like we both got yeah, definite solidarity. I feel like this is going to be be a trend for 82. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to everybody. Um, but that takes us to Award 2 Best Story. So... Fox, what's your favorite like writing basically of a uh, two thousand of a uh, two thousand eighty for nineteen eighty two? Well, clearly it's the literary prose that can only be found in the annuals, right? Oh shit! Oh, shots fired! <laughs> it isn't actually that. No, man, my runner-up is Alan Grant for Robo Hunter. Welcome back! And by the way, like just. I miss this so much. Like, all right, the writing in it is is comedically timed and and actually very funny. But mm-hmm. you know something you said, and I actually reread this um, after one of our recordings was you know it, it's really hard. Like even if you're just doing a copy of a song that already exists to make a song that then fits that and fits the world and is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And with this sharks versus jets esque like human league versus cops versus everybody like scenario that ended up happening. Like I, I'm just like colored impressed by how, um, like how much breadth there can be in the writing style of the zaniness of Robo Hunter. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never don't like Robo Hunter. I, it got a little, little dicey for me on specific things that he said, uh, <laughs> which, which you know, uh, like I've I've voiced why I'm 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 uncomfortable about those things. Sure. But like that doesn't color the entire comic bad, right? Mm-mm. Like um, even just like a character like Kid, who is definitely going to be recurring, being like the filthy horrible person that he is. Uh, <laughs> like characters are different, right? Like, yeah, Hoagie changing is is different, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't actually. I don't like Hoagie, but I definitely don't like new Hoagie. Right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's stuff like this where where um, it's it's not the visual of the character; it's it's who they are and and what's mm-hmm. being written. So I, I was just. Very. I've been enjoying Britsit a lot more than I than I thought I would. Huh? Um, yeah. And and I love me some Robo Hunter. Nice. So, uh, but my winner, bro, man, of course it's gonna be Alan Grant and John Wagner, man. The Apocalypse War was <laughs> dope. I've I've been saying this for near like half half a year in its time, right? Like, yeah. For quite a few episodes, where this this is this is the one that struck me. This is the Judge Dread that made me think, like, oh, like. My God, like I've I've never thought of Judge Shred as a really great hero, but he's certainly been a badass most of the time. But this sure. is one where it's just uh, like all of the lead up and how the characters uh, change, especially at the end of the Apocalypse War, the fallout uh, mm-hmm. afterward, um, and all of the the 
horrible things. Like the city has changed in a way that you don't, or at least that I personally didn't feel or saw in previous epics post, you know, like going after the judge child, there was no repercussions until now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, things like that. And it's happening at a time where, where the city's volatile and all of these things all loop back into this thing that just happened this year. It was huge. It took six months and that was after a massive cliffhanger at like, right. The year before is, you have buck mania, right? Yeah, exactly. Like it's just, I've been on the edge of my seat. It's been my favorite part of the comic to read. Like you guys did a great fucking job making a world and, and <laughs> I can't hate you for that. In fact, I want to give you a spray painted golden Frisbee. So that's, that's how much I care about this. So it, it was impactful to me on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So how about you, Conrad? What, what about you for best story? So I'd say uh, for my second runner-up, I also have... It's, 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 it's actually for most of the year, uh, Alan Grant and John Wagner for Robo Hunter. Um, oh, really? Like, I, yeah. I yeah, they're... Be, well, like, I mean, for, I've, I already did some research on that and sort of apparently like around this time in 82, or maybe actually sort of towards the end of the first Judge Child story, really... Um, of, of the Judge Child Mega Epic, the two, these, uh, Grant Wagner really start sort of, uh, uh, teaming up a little bit. At this point, they'd sort of gotten some of their creative systems down. So it basically meant that, um, like for, um, like, like Wagner would type Dread and so he'd get the money for that. And then Grant would type Robo Hunter and he'd get the money for that. And like, <laughs> but like it was, it's basically the two of them sort of working together to script things. Um, in his oh, book, man, that's, that's it's awesome. A, it's a crazy, yeah. In 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 his book, um, Steve McMahon calls this the uh, the the Grant the uh, Grant Wagner Combine. <laughs> this, like, these these <laughs> two Mondebelden. yeah, these two like guys in a hive mind just churning out like two thirds of the comic every every month every week, you know. But yeah, so I I agree with everything everything you said about Robo Hunter. Um, a lot of just the you know just keeping things funny and interesting with this stuff's really a, a really a real testament to how good these guys work together and sort of the story how they're able to tell the stories of the Robo Hunter character. Um, and I agree that the, uh, the, the degree of difficulty of doing a musical comic at the end of the year, that's actually going to last for like a long time. And, you know, we, we're, oh, wow. we're, st- we're still like part, only like part way through it really, um, is really great. And just really like this obviously took a lot of like effort to do, I'd say, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So my second, uh, or my first runner-up, I guess, for best for her best writing is uh, Jerry Finley Day for Harry Twenty on the High Rock. Oh fuck! I um, I, had, I was thinking about mentioning. I I just I want to see the rest of it so much. Anyway, I, yeah, no, I I know where it goes, so I can sort of I can feel more definitive, and I really want to talk about it um, in '82, just because I'm worried about it getting lost um, in in the shuffle when when oh, we get to the eight, when we get to the end of 83 because 83 is going to be an amazing year but whatever um but yeah harry 20 on the high rock dude it's real good um <laughs> it's so good like it's so good the way that uh the way that that that's narrated and the way things are presented um every issue seems to really be able to build up tension and suspense in a way that mm. i feel like we don't see a lot in just 2000 no. AD issues you know of like well it feels like no fat you know? Yeah, it definitely, like, I mean, the, like, this is really just like, you know, it goes straight through, this is sort of, I feel like actually Harry 20 is a really modern sort of 2000 AD story, because... Mm-hmm. It um it's not one that's sort of like uh, uh dread or rogue trooper where they sort of are you know the they initially develop a status quo and then you sort of have episodes that sort of take you out you know from sort of a status quo thing for sort of more more episodic stories you know what I mean yeah um, like Harry Twenty the High Rock is one of these stories that's really like you know we start at the start we there's we see the we we know what the end is and everything in there is just building towards that end you know yeah yeah um, and so I just really think it's really fun like I said I I, I always um, I, I I was like prison stories um and Harry Twenty the High Rock is really good it really like keeps that keeps the tension up 
and really just kind of keeps you engaged and wondering what's going to happen to this guy's, these guys next, you know? Absolutely. Got yeah. strong agree. Yeah. And then for my winner, man, obviously it's John Wagner and Alan Grant for <laughs> Judge Dredd, dude. Listen. It's great. This is one of the, like, the, this is, it's, it's, it's the apocalypse war. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, there is no other apocalypse war. There's just the one. I mean, well, th- there's stuff, but I mean, especially up until this point, like, it's such a, <laughs> it's such a giant, um, undertaking and stuff. And all the dread stuff, honestly, of both having this giant conflict and then basically spending the rest of the year dealing with the fallout and, um, and after effects of that conflict is really bold storytelling and really like interesting stuff is really talking like, you know, like, Hey, like, you know, we've got this arrayed, like most of the cities surrounded by an irradiated wasteland. Like, how do we deal with that? You know, like there's, there's food shortages in this world that has previously basically been like a, uh, utopia basically yeah or at least like 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 a dark utopia but like definitely a a post need society you know mm-hmm. and suddenly they're sort of like yeah like listen like you can't like like we we're we're in trouble because previously we, we had a society that was able to support a subculture based around overeating with the fatties mm-hmm. right like and and now we just you know now we got to deal with like the fact that there's need for that stuff and like you know or or even when a solution to that is found a man who is just trying to be a good guy is punished and and the system just ends up taking out his version of of feeding people right yeah yeah exactly (laughs) thought it was something yeah no it's just like you know it's such an interesting thing of just a way to deal with like um all these characters and so i don't know i thought it was really uh, you know the, the apocalypse war i'd say it's my favorite fi- fi- favorite mega epic definitely so far um mm-hmm. and i think it's definitely got all the things that i want and definitely excellent and part of that is excellent writing but so yeah sorry go ahead oh no no thanks yeah. we're good all right so let's go to our next award award three best overall thrill all right fox Top thrills, like you know, we don't do bottoms, but uh, top thrill, nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> I mean, buddy, there is no runner-up. There is just one winner. It's Judge Motherfucker Dread. All right, like, I, I, I cannot say that there has been a time, at least that I remember, <laughs> uh, other, other than like you know, we've we've had like series like Meltdown Man run for fucking ever mm-hmm. but there there hasn't been like this through line the way that judge Dredd is maybe invasion invasion could have been like a like a long time ago super top in the way that this is but for a straight fucking year man <laughs> this thing's just been exactly what i've i've like mm-hmm. i've had to stop myself on several occasions because i try to go through chronologically based on the first issue that we're reading uh-huh. to go through so i have to stop myself from just saying like all right what happened in dread right that's awesome like <laughs> like they're they're obviously I mentioned Ascara, I mentioned Grant and Wagner. Like you guys know why I love this. I've explained why I love it. It it was a very big turning point for me and Dread. This is my Dread epic. People have their own. They'll love the <laughs> ones that they love. This is mine. Block Mania. This and then the aftermath. It's just to me one big lump of like, oh holy shit. This is like, mm-hmm. this is like quality writing and and really great art. And why didn't <laughs> I read this when I was a kid? And this it's just amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm gonna have friends of mine read it if they ever want to like jump in this is where i'm gonna be like man start oh, yeah a little you bit should before this and end over here yeah i mean there's definitely graphic not like like collections of it too I sh- i'll yeah, I'll, exactly. di- I'll direct you after um after this episode but uh, you're a beautiful man <laughs> and how about how about you conrad because i feel like there might be some solidarity here mm. like so so i i got runner-ups though uh first um my my second runner-up is rogue trooper uh i i really liked rogue this year mm. um there were some fun rogue stories at the 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 dixie front uh, mm. We're just finishing up Fort Nero. We, or sorry, we're, we're just getting into the meat of Fort Nero, I should say. Um, and then um, stuff like the uh, like like the Marauders, where we met the Trader General for real, and stuff like Absolutely. that. I feel like we've had some fun Rogue Trooper stories and a lot of good like war action and things like that. But I think um, 
you know, really sort of provide a good baseline for 2000 AD. You know, like the, uh, I feel like for the next like couple hundred issues, like, like Dread and Rogue Trooper are going to be part of the spine of 2000 AD, like in almost, you know, almost every prog basically. And so I just, awesome. I just like rogues, like, you know, yeah, it's just sort of it's just some, some, some good future war. You know, I'm always interested in that and I like <laughs> that they give it to me. Um, my Fuck first, yeah. my first runner for overall thrill is Robo Hunter, man. I love Love that oh, Robo Hunter. Um, it's just it's it's a similar thing. What, what we've been talking about, just like it being really funny, and the art, you know, e- Ian Gibson's art being really awesome, um, and just the way that they tell the story and stuff is really great, and like exactly what I want in this sort of like in a in a humor thrill that sort of I I'd say it like um, provides a good. It provides a good counterpoint to Rogue of like one story that's kind of, uh, that, that's really serious and one story that, that, that's really funny. Um, and having those two on opposite sides often mm. actually, yeah, like literally on opposite sides of the Prague, like one starting the Prague and one ending it. Um, Absolutely. provide a good balance sort of as you're reading these things through week by week, I guess. But, uh, yeah, my winner for overall through, buddy, it's Judge Dredd, dude. Like what, I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> You can't like, not do it. I mean, I got to, like, you know, if you're looking at any thrill in 1982 and 2000 AD and you're saying that the best one isn't Judge Dredd, and that is an extremely hot take. Like, that is a, <laughs> that is a spicy, spicy take. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, you got to have some clever reasoning and dancing for that But, one. like, yeah, man, I, you know, the Apocalypse War was one. I, I actually, um, really identified with what you were saying about um, turning to Dread immediately. Uh, I, I didn't do that this time, but I remember in my first read-through of, of 2000 AD, this was really when I would just run through and get to that point. It's why, actually, like, I don't really know a lot about Ace Trucking <laughs> up until this point. <laughs> Um, or until we started covering it for the show, because a lot of, like, there's a lot of thrills, um, that my first read through, I might've just sort of skimmed over, um, to get to what, what's up with dread this week, you know? Um, yeah. And that's sort of, and though just the way that between the art and the writing, the way that, that especially in like, I mean, Block Mania in 81 and then Apocalypse War in 82 just keeps you thirsty for the next step in this story. You know, how are they going to, how are they going to get out of this? Cause there's various points where it seems like they, you know, that they aren't, you know, no. <laughs> like everything seems to be exploding. Yeah. Like it's so, you know, there's so many points, um, you know, even in, in, in big, you know, we, we, we've seen parts of the, of Mega City One destroyed and not really be a big deal in previous exactly. Dread stories and stuff. Oh, it's been hit by a nuke before and it's like, yeah. okay, that's just old hat. Well, it's like, you know, it's like eight miles of like, you know, it's an eight mile radius of like a thousand mile city, you know? Um, exactly. But like all the stuff in Apocalypse War and then having that be, then the majority of the rest of the year be the fallout. I mean, literally, but you know, just sort of the after effects of the apocalypse war. Wow. Um, oh, that's just real good, real good, real top level. Um, it's tasty candy, and yeah. I want to eat all of it. Like I love this stuff. I think it's going to be real. You know, wh- wh- whenever there's a mega epic, I always wonder about you know how how we deal with long periods without mega epics. Um, I think that's going to be a real a real question in '83, just because '82 is so strong with these linked stories in uh, in, in Judge Dread. Um, yeah, huh. but yeah, I don't know. Like it's just something to keep an eye out for, I guess. But hmm. but but now we go to our more esoteric categories, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> with um award for best month fox what was your favorite month or i guess really like like episode um of space spinner 2000 you know Hoo-gee, period we covered Hoo-gee. buddy let me tell you without a shadow of a doubt it's uh-huh. june 82 oh dip why let do you like june 82 you. yeah all right so let's let's go by this so mean arena chip explodes Mother mm. Earth is actually Mother Vlad. Uh, Chip <laughs> is a is a story thread about him being put back together, where Matt 
Alan threatens a doctor, and that's never revisited. Dropped. Yeah, nothing. Bats. <laughs> there are bat people suddenly on the team. It's Matt true. strangles a team member for no reason. Oh, his uh, brain was malfunctioning with his cyborg arm, buddy. No reason. Just hand wave reason. <laughs> Slayers have to do the most ridiculous shit in the world to score. It's all set up. This is great. And you find out, oh, the other team doesn't really have to do much. Uh, and also, this is all just a setup for when I believe Mean Arena actually hits its pinnacle outside of basically destroying a doctor's body and face to look exactly like Matt Talon. Yeah, that's the peak. <laughs> that's the real peak. This is just like this is like the Act Three peak, and then it's all downhill. Yeah, no, uh, your Mean Arena peaks. Act One peak is Steve Dillon doing the uh, the Jensen Gang coming to get him. Oh, that's um, great. Act two is yeah, is when they when they do make that guy's face look Deforming like Matt Talon's face, and then just have the other team kill him, basically. Yeah, then three is um is like when they're oh, like, oh, oh my god, these bad people explode! <laughs> if you tap those guys on the chest, they just explode. Like that seems like so cool. from what the hell? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, but listen, uh, listen, Fox. I want to hear why you like this month for non-mean arena reasons because that feels like the worst reason to like a month. Okay, so so Road Trooper Dixie starts, and it's you know it's pretty all right, but then suddenly, holy fuck, it's the goddamn Sun Legion, and then oh my god, holy shit, it's pill troops from the sea, and they crush dudes, and then of course the penultimate piece, Dreamweavers. <laughs> It's like all the things. I forgot I those. I forgot those pill dudes crushed people. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so great. It was so stupid. It's like throw all the cool shit at them, <laughs> Cobra Commander. So great. It's just GI Joe's one GI Joe. Absolutely, Cobra. Absolutely. And then, dude, you got Judge Dredd. East Meg explodes. Russian roulette happens to a guy, which also turns out to be Kazan's demise and not yeah. his demise. Ooh. Uh, ooh, playing some Russian roulette of your own. Uh, JD don't give a fuck about torture. Uh, McGruder mm-hmm. is a badass who doesn't have an arm. That's uh, right. And Kazan kills his own people a whole bunch, and then Dread ends the apocalypse war with literally zero resistance from the entire. <laughs> they just let him. They just let him walk through the Sov ship to shoot their leader in the chest. Oh, and then, and then Kazan amazing. dies and says, "I apologize for nothing," which is the greatest last oh. words. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be an evil dude, you might as well say, "I did everything I think was right." Exactly. Then, man, you got Ace Trucking, Jubilee, mm-hmm. Mac Mac, gambling, Feek's gross wife, stealing a crown—the grossest way to woo a woman that has ever been captured in a comic—and then, of course, a barfy alien touches Jago a lot. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are we still let me tell you we haven't gotten to robo hunter which is the philby case mm-hmm. sam punches philby in the face sam gets punched and then also breaks his legs robo goonie goonie robo robo goonie goonie robo and then of course pool shenanigans and sam saves stogie yeah that's an that's an emotional an emotional moment <laughs> save your cigar i'm just saying if you're going to read a month and it's only one slice, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Chip explodes! Chip totally explodes, dude. Oh, man. All right. So how about you, Conrad? What's man, I'm, I'm, I'm very similar because my best month is the adjacent July 1982. <gasps> my man. <laughs> It was so hard to choose. So, so, so July's got a lot of the same stuff that Fox was talking about. Um, <laughs> that's where we go real in depth with the Robo Cult and Robo Hunter. Uh, oh yeah, that's where the Jubilee really heats up and Ace Trucking. There's even more. The, there's even the more vampire arena, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fighting arena. Um, that's where the, even more vampire stuff in mean in a in a mean arena, which is also really really ridiculous. Um, it's a pretty good future shocks, and then it's got um what? It, it's the aftermath of the apocalypse war. So it's the wrestling oh, yeah. robot. It's the League of oh, Fatties, and it's the start of the fungus storyline. Oh, like gross. 
of the the I'd say some of the most um mem some some of the more memorable just like apocalypse war aftermath like dread mm. stories that really like have stuck with me and I thought and I, and I thought were really fun you know they're heavy hitters man and they had that one fungus one where you see Mayor Grubb's tongue oh. and it's got all those toadstools on it oh, there. <laughs> but i gotta say there's a lot um there's uh, a lot of good months in 82 of ones that i look at them and i'm like ooh, man a lot of this stuff is good and then like you know in the fall you kind of get to a point where like me and arena ends and you're like whoa like there's no bad stories here (laughs) like what what are we gonna talk about you know that's real good man this year has been real generous. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're, we should look forward to more generosity in '83. I'm really excited about that year. Well, I mean, what and and '84 too. Honestly, hit eleven. You got to get to twelve, bro. I feel like my thr- yeah. I feel like like a th- like our thrill circuits are are weird because they just kind of keep going up. But um, you know, <laughs> they'll reach the top eventually and go down. That's the sad. Beautiful. That's the sad future of two thousand eight. I'm so excited for a downturn. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like someone actually on on the on the four on the two thousand eighty forums recently asked um, us if we'd lose our enthus if if we're worried about losing our enthusiasm. Oh. in like the 90s and stuff and i yeah i have to agree no just because like one like hey it's fun you know it's fun for a different thing and i feel like but i um also like i feel like we found some diamonds in the rough in sort of like in like pre-golden age era and stuff like that i just think about like the fun we had talking about ant wars or invasion 1990 Mm -hmm. or um project overkill or something like that you know overkill is like a real gem yeah that was a good like yeah that 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 was a good just like you know like real snappy one but Mm -hmm. like you know when uh remember when he not not that one but uh, invasion where he whipped a bunch of geese with the bandolier <laughs> quack i remember that's where one of the two quack quack volgs jokes references i made so great it's so gold there's like okay so in in every like shit patch there's gonna be at least a little bit of not shit patch. yeah even if it's just like look at this thing my god it's ridiculous you know what i mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna find yeah. the yum-yums. And I feel like, yeah, and generally I just feel like this is just, you know, man, we've been doing this thing for like almost um, a year and a half, Fox, and it remains oh, so, Lord. so fun. You know what I mean? Oh, but God. Speaking of, the, of all the time we've spent, it's oh. time for Award 5 Best Year. So... I- I did not realize we've done six years of these. Products. Yeah, this is all. This is always contentious. Of uh, of uh, you know, I, this is the joke category in our first spinnies because like, oh, best year, I guess seventy seven, right? But right. as we as we add more and more, I feel like it becomes more and more contentious as to what the best year of two thousand AD is. And so I think Fox, you've got to tell me what your favorite was. What 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 your favorite year so far? This now that we've added eighty two to the pile, I should. I'll, I'll be honest like so i think you know you and i differ yes um, a lot in in how we attribute the years and i'm gonna say it hasn't broken the chain yet man i'm going chronologically 82 all right top, followed by every sequential year previous like it's for me it's the comic has only gotten better and better year over year it's refined itself i'm seeing better writing i'm seeing better annuals i'm seeing smarter choices uh, the one thing that I would just caveat that I've been missing for the last, like, let's say two years, maybe two and a half years, is is the schlock. And mm. they're mostly putting that towards, like, future shocks and stuff, which I get. I'm not so into those as much, but I, I miss the chances that, that they would take mm. on, like, random bad ideas, even if they didn't seem great. Or, or, you know, maybe some of those came from mergers. Certainly, we were talking about Wolfie Smith on the forums recently. Yeah, like from Tornado, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I I get that Wolfie Smith is contentious, but for me at least, it's it's like something different in the middle of it, and it's not sure. something to stomp on. It's something to just kind of look at and say, like, does this belong here? Does this fit? Why is it good or bad? Um, but not if it's if it's worthy or not. Right? It's in the comic. You're gonna read it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's the one thing I'm missing. Um, yeah. But to be honest, like it's gone chronological so far. 82 is awesome. I'm looking forward to 83. I don't think it's going to change my mind. <laughs> nice. How about you, man? Oh, man. So I think you know, fucks, I'm mostly chronological, but I have 79 as ha- has been my gold standard so far. It's pretty um, gold. Mostly, yeah. Uh, mostly on the wings of uh, of ABC Warriors, which has been my favorite. Uh, I, I feel like my favorite thrill just so far. Like that's really just been my top one. That's because it's really good. Those magnific- magnificent seven uh, ABC Warriors stories. Oh, it's just all so awesome. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna break this year, and I'm gonna say that my favorite year that '82 has jumped to the uh, front of the pile. So strong agree. My best year listing is now 82, 79, 81, 80, 78, 77. Um, yeah, man, this year was just so good. Um, the Apocalypse War is a great story. Um, I really loved all the stuff in, um, in Rogue Trooper, in Robo Hunter. Um, I really enjoyed the Nemesis story that started, uh, this year. Um, I really love it. You know, I've, I've grown to love Ace Trucking, which I had never read, which I hadn't really read before, but it's been really, um, I, I've had a, a ton of fun with, um, in 81 and 82. Um, and it's really been amazing, but I agree with you. Um, I'm really, I've been really interested to see, like, just the, I, I can think of it as, like, stability of the thrills of, mm. like, of, like, 80, of, like, 81 and 82. You know, both of those are, bo- both of these are years that have, um, had not had very many new thrills. I mean, the only new thrill in 81 or in uh, 82 was a Harry, Harry 20 on the high rock. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the thrill that sort of, you know, the only change in the lineup before then was, um, was, uh, Robo Hunter coming back. You know, there's mm. very little, like things are very consistent in, uh, in, a in, in the Thrill Power Overload book. Steve McManus just says this is like, you know, like happy days, smooth sailing, you know, <laughs> like they finally managed to get things really solid and, and, and nailed down in sort of like their, the, uh, their editorial output and stuff. And while, mm. you know, I can certainly understand the want to do that and not to sort of be, you know, worry about what the next big thrill is going to be and stuff and instead just have a bunch of like hits basically. <laughs> sales um, consistency etc yeah but like i also kind of miss yeah just having like yeah we're just gonna like here's just a short st- a short thing that's gonna be real ridiculous for a couple weeks you know or like yeah. here's just a bunch of different like just throw some stuff at the wall just to give other other creators and stuff a chance to uh to shine i guess like uh, you know for me it's really t- like i feel like it's not a big problem but it's definitely something to notice that basically every recur every non-future shock thrill is drawn is a uh, written by by two teams right it's either mm. um uh grant wagner or it's uh jerry finley day you know yeah um and i think that's something that's going to be addressed you know well, it, 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 it's something I know is going to be addressed, like like over the coming years. But it's something that sort of is is interesting for me to see here, and I'm definitely looking forward to there being more, you know, more different thrills. Man, I want to keep things active. You know what I mean? Whatever. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> it's like this this fresh change and like risk taking. Like I'm glad they've got these things down. This is exactly when you should take some big risk. And I would argue that like the Judge Dredd. Um, epic that we just went through. Hey, that's a, that's yeah. a pretty no, big risk. That's, that's a pretty that's big true. change. Yeah, but but at the same time, like you and I both agree, like I would never have read something like Ant Wars if it weren't for this. Right? Of course, Ant yeah, Wars fucking amazing. <laughs> or, or you know, uh, Visible Man. Like, yeah, that was beautiful. I, I guess all I'm asking is fucking just give Casablanca a goddamn strip for like <laughs> at least like two or three months, man. Because I love that guy's art. Fuck you yeah. guys. Anyway, I hear you. It's pretty raw things. I, I I will say that a lot of times when like from what I've I've, I've seen in, in some of my research, whenever an artist isn't doing a ton of stuff in 2080, it's because they are doing stuff in other of these of these magazines. Oh, so I might yeah. try to see if I can't find some more stuff for you out there for sure. But anyhow, man, that's the uh, the spinnies for 1982, buddy. <laughs> Holy goddamn, we did it. 
Oh, man. Anyhow, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, or on our podcast site at spacespinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at spacespinner2k. For everything else, just look up Space Spinner 2000 and we should be there. And don't go away because the spinnies always have a much longer what's coming up next section. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, Fox, in 1983, in, ne- in that coming year, with for you know we're going to continue with with what we've got for a while right so dread harry 20 rogue trooper robo hunter and then just time twisters and future shocks and things like that all right all right in the returning thrills list we've got of course tharg the mighty you know can't get rid of that guy nah um, Abelard Snaz, the man with the two-story Ooh, head. Yeah, yeah, the double-decker dome. Yeah, and then later in the year, it's a double shot of Nemesis the Warlock and Strontium Dog. Fuck you, that's amazing. It's gonna be oh, real, I'm so happy. real good. And then in the new thrills category, we're gonna have uh, Skiz, which is the first okay. regular story written by Alan Moore in 2000 AD. That's going to be oh, a, cool. a serial story by Alan Moore. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's sort of a E.T. spinoff that I think, or, you know, E.T. adjacent that I think is, is, is going to be real good. Then we're going to have a DR and Quinch, which is also written by Alan Moore. It starts off as just a time twister, but becomes a lot more, and it's going to be a really good, uh, funny, like, uh, ridiculous strip. Hooray. Yeah, and then in the summer of 1983, buddy, it's Slain. Everyone keeps mentioning this shit, and I don't understand. So Slain's a sword and sorcery story. It's written by Pat Pat Mills, you know, who's done... uh, Nemesis and did and, and wrote ABC Warriors and just does you know oh, early just read well, all that we're all just fucked for death aren't we this is gonna all be that amazing. stuff you know everybody you know and um this thing has been cooking <laughs> between um the uh, 2080 creative teams between mostly uh Mills and then uh Mick McMahon since like '81 almost. Um, there's a lot of controversy about its opening, which I'll sort of talk about w- when we get to the story. But man, you know, it's good. Like Slane's going to show up, and it's going to really just change the game. I'm really excited about it. Oh, all right. Um, I keep forgetting it's sword and sorcery, which is yeah. like right up my alley. Well, well axe and sor- axe and mutation, really. But uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> even better. So also, also uh, we've got. Uh, for dread stories, we got a couple big dread stories coming out. No epic, no like mega epics, but still some real good ones. Uh, there's a uh, trapper hag, the starborn thing, cry of the werewolf, which is around when uh, uh. Steve Dillon starts t- t- taking over to draw a bunch of dread, and he's a great uh, dread artist and artist in general, awesome. I guess. Uh, then requiem for heavyweight. And then finally, uh, Bob and Carol and Ted and Ringo, which has T Rexes. <laughs> oh, oh. Also, eighty oh, three is going to be so beautiful. I'm pretty excited about it. We'll, so beautiful. We'll hit some big uh, show milestones in eighty three too, Fox. No, right in our next episode. In fact, we will reach Prague three hundred. Oh man, so many Progs. Then a couple. A couple episodes after that, we will have covered 15% of 2000 AD. Only oh. 85% more to go. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Conrad. Stop and then, it. not long after that, buddy, it's going to be our 100th episode. Whoa! Uh, Fox is going to drink. <laughs> Listen, we got to. Like, I might drink. That might be the big one. Oh, oh my God. No <laughs> also. On alcohol? Oh, no. How can it be? Uh, <laughs> it's never happened before. It's definitely happened before. But um, <laughs> maybe not on the show. Um, all, but uh, also, I want to say, Fox, there's going to be. I've got two uh, programming notes for going forward for 1983, all right? Mm. Um, not, neither are bad, everybody. Chill out. It's not good news for all listeners. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the first thing is that in an effort both to keep our, like, our workload 
constant and the length of these shows to a reasonable amount. Uh, we're going to be cutting back from covering one month an episode and instead covering four progs an episode. Most episodes are four progs. Sometimes there's five proggers, and man, those ones can be a slog just to prepare for and and to publish. You know, yeah. that's, that's when we start having like hour and a half and longer shows, and, I, and I'd rather the shows be a little bit shorter than that if I can. Um, mm. But basically, yeah, so four progs an episode. What that means is now we'll pretty much be have a, having a 13 prog episodes a year instead of 12. Um, I don't think you're going to notice it that much as a listener, honestly. <laughs> like, we're still, you know, again, the average episode is, is four progs. This is just keeping it like that. It's going to be... It's going to be fine, all right? <laughs> we know that you guys hate extra episodes that are technically the same amount of content. It's yeah, horrible. exactly. Um, the other thing, and this is a big one, is that um, uh, both two, two time constraints and in an effort to make new friends. Uh, Yay! <laughs> Fox is going to be taking a break from covering uh, non-prog stuff for 2018s, mm. like uh, specials and annuals. Um I'll still read them, so I'll be, yeah. I'll be secondarily aware. Right. Ex- I'll yeah. listen along with my old buddy Conrad plus guest. Oh, man. Yeah, well, listen, how are you going to get those uh, awesome Max Normal stories if you don't read these annuals, buddy? Oh, my God. I will <laughs> never get my fix, which means I will go insane and kill everyone. Yeah, but so for starting for 1983, I've arranged for a bunch of co-hosts to come on to come on those shows with me. It's a veritable Venn diagram of people from the worlds of comic book podcasts and 2080 fandom, which will make sense. Sense yeah. as we go through the year. <laughs> murmur, murmur amongst yourselves as who it could be. Yeah, but um, I will say that as well as the people I've show, I've talked to already. If you, one of our dear listeners, are interested in uh, doing an annual or a special with me or something in a coming year, uh, you know, drop me a line at one of our various like um, social media or email type things. Conrad I, is reasonably friendly, but has been known to kill on site. Please approach uh, with kindness and care and well, with fear in your heart. And I, you know, I, I won't be able to see if you talk to me on the internet. That's what I'm trying to say. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't guarantee that, that everybody is going to get a spot or anything like that just because, um, you know, we have three of these episodes a year, basically, and then only for a couple more years to go. But, you know, there's big tons of months in, in between them. So uh, just, you know, dro- drop me a line if you're interested, though, and I will try to get back to you and figure it out. Lovey-dovey, boys. You could be, you could be on Space Spinner 2000. I mean, it's theoretical. it, man. It's theoretical. slots must be won. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to sell it too much because then people are like, oh, you said this awesome thing. But like, you know, you said that I could, that, you know, the only open slots for like the, uh, the 86 Judge Dread Annual. And that's like in 19, in 2019, you know. Listen, man, I'll call Elijah Wood. We won't have this problem. You and your whatevers. Anyhow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elijah. Man, you know, listen, this isn't my uh, my dad wrote a uh, sci-fi comic book, all right? Oh, uh, that's... <laughs> I forgot he was on that. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Anyhow, tune in next week as uh, time continues to twist... The beat goes on with Robo Hunter. The ship lifts off in Harry 20. Rogue Trooper gets romantic. And Judge Dredd fights the final battle of the Apocalypse War. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Conrad. He's Fox. And we are Space Spinner 2000. Splendid Mirthrig! Yeah.